Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hey everyone, I'm Guile and I tweet at Door Podcast and today I'm joined by Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky. I'm at the Chikrin on Twitter. And Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho. You can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. And Devin. Hey, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter. And Lot. Hi, I'm Lot, the Lady of Tarth on Twitter. I did that alphabetically to mix it up. Uh, today, today we are continuing our reread of A Game of Thrones with Danny's second chapter. And um, some of our standard trigger warnings, but also more particularly, um, I would assume we'll have some discussion of rape in this episode. So I yeah, want to be sure that we call that, that out. One. Yeah. Yep. Uh, mm. Some problematic language probably oh, as God. well. <laughs> um, but uh, in general, I think... I would just like to cordially invite all of us to what is clearly the wedding of, of um, the century. Uh, and probably when we get into it, probably the best wedding in, um, in A Song of Ice and Fire up to this point, if you really examine it. Um, I, I know the competition is fierce, but this one might take, this one might actually be the one you would most want to be at. And part of the reason is one of the first things that we find out is that Drogo has called the entire his entire Kalasar to come to the wedding. So it's 40,000 warriors plus all of the women and children and slaves. So when we're I, talking. When I was reading this, I was having heart palpitations as somebody that has like organized events, like big events. This is like that <laughs> fire, festival fire that... Oh my god! Fire festival. <laughs> Where are these people going to sleep? How are they going to be fed? Where is security? Like Seriously, I mean, it's like because a on the version. Dothraki side alone, we're probably looking at 100,000 people, right? Oh. And then you have the people of Pentos. And while, you know, honestly, I was, think- I was thinking about like, oh, when you're at one of those weddings when like one side of the church is way more full than the other and you kind of feel bad. <laughs> like, oh, Danny's got like three people here and Drogo has like 100,000. Oh, that's kind of awkward. Um, but then oh, I thought there's probably like a bunch of the traitors and whatnot are there too. So there's a little bit more on her side, oh, but like group side is way bigger. It's so lopsided. <laughs> it's like a football stadium and bright side is like two pews. <laughs> but to Lot's point, um, the people of Pento start to get like kind of anxious for this wedding to happen because, you know, Precisely because there's this giant, you know, this giant group of Dothraki just like hanging out and waiting, and you know, obviously, not a good situation to be in. Um, think a lot of things can go wrong at that point. So, I think everyone is pretty. Everyone but Danny is basically pretty relieved that the wedding is going to happen. Uh, we find out that Jorah has actually pledged himself to the the Targaryens, and he'll be he'll be going with him with them. And obviously Viserys is quite impatient to get the Dothraki army that he's been promised, but Illyrio Mapatis has to explain to him that 
after the wedding, they have to go to Vastothrak, and Daenerys has to be presented to the to the Dash Kaleen, and then maybe, who knows if the omens look right? Possibly, maybe mm-hmm. they could he could have an army, but it's all on Dothraki time. Um, and you know, Viserys is really not super happy about this at all. I love, I love how Viserys just does not get the power dynamics here at all. Completely clueless. Completely. And then that bit, though, like that bit where they were talking about how he had to like sit below them, and like his yeah. food was basically what they didn't want to eat. Like, oh, <laughs> which realistically, we're talking about a wedding of like hundred thousand and three people, and he's getting like third pick of food, and he's pissy about it. You know, like lighten up there, Sarah's buddy. <laughs> um, Danny has this dream before the wedding where Viserys is hurting her. And um, she hears this hideous ripping sound and fire, and um, there's a dragon. And she, he, Viserys in the dream keeps telling her, you woke the dragon, you woke the dragon. And, you know, she's terrified when she wakes up. And I think, you know, just some of the language, like the ripping sound, like that's exactly the way that in her final chapter in this book, George, you know, describes the birth of the dragons and the ripping sound of... Mm-hmm. You know, tearing apart the world, essentially. Yeah, and, I was going to say, this is kind of the beginning of all the dreams she'll have throughout the book yeah. that are kind of foreshadowing the end, right? And it's, you know, obviously it's, it's for, you know, you woke the dragon, you know, she's the dragon. And that's, that's what maybe a little bit of her starts to find out later on in this chapter. Um, but here she's just really, you know, really afraid. So this is a long ass Catholic wedding, you guys. <laughs> it starts at dawn. Um and pretty much like lasts like all day long. Um one thing that I thought was hilarious though is we find out um you know, we find out what everyone e- eats and drinks, we find out what all the Dothraki are wearing, we find out where they're sitting, and you know, to Chicky's earlier point, Viserys is really put out that he's seated below Daenerys. Um, one thing that George does not describe here at all, and I would like this to be a lesson to all of the um, all the brides to be, he never talks about her wedding dress. It's just yeah. wedding silks. That's it. <laughs> so it's very much written from the perspective of someone who's been to a wedding, which is we don't give a shit about what the bride is wearing. We do hard <laughs> about the entertainment and the food, which is where the description of this wedding no, is sad. completely. I want to know what she's I, wearing. <laughs> I, never I, about that. I want to know about the dress. I'm into it. I love say yes to the dress. <laughs> I do too, but if I'm at George a wedding, said no. I the food and like I want there to be an open bar, which clearly again, <laughs> this wedding clearly has an open bar. Um, honestly, a fermented milk. Drumzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has to come into the wedding. It's all like his, what he wants. It's all about him. Like there's no incorporation of anything with Danny's culture in the wedding. Like it's literally like, I just pictured Drogo being like, it's my day. (laughs) Freaking out about his hair, his braid. (laughs) More oil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's really, you know, there's nothing about, you know, there's nothing specific to Daenerys really um, in this wedding. And, you know, no one's even talking to her and she's seated too far away from, um, 
she's seated too far away from Jorah and Illyrio and her brother to talk to them. So she's just sitting there getting like more and more scared. Um, uh, we find Which out it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. Read. It's horrible. Um, you know, Danny's 13. Yeah. And there's a, there's a passage on that. It's, you know, as the hours passed, the terror grew in Danny until it was all she could do not to scream. She was afraid of the Dothraki, whose ways seemed alien and monstrous, as if they were beasts in human skins and not true men at all. She was afraid of her brother, of what he might do if she failed him. Most of all, she was afraid of what would happen tonight under the stars, when her brother gave her up to the hulking giant who sat drinking beside her with a face as still and cruel as a bronze mask. Um, yeah, and she's you know a 13-year-old girl, and it's too much for her, really, at that point. Um and the wedding, so, I mean, hey, frankly... can I throw in here? I think we need to say another thing George really needed in the 90s was some cultural sensitivity lessons because yeah. the way that this oh, is written is just... Yeah, it's hard. Mm. Not great. Yeah, yeah. Not great. Not yeah, great the beast in human skin. It, it's... Oh, bar- yeah, he's a barbarian. It's, it's like he, and he says not just once or twice, it's a lot of times. Like an alien, they frightened her. You know, everything was just so heavy-handed. It is, and then... You no, know, but then there's things like in the very first in the very first paragraph, you know, there's this the Dothraki believe that all things of importance in a man's life must be done beneath the open sky. Like there's this like that's why I think he needs the he's not uh, this is gonna sound really like it's it's a relic of the nineties because I think mm-hmm. language like that is like him trying to be like respectful Romantic. and like the beauty and romance of the culture, and then there's language like this that if so you only get right, one or the other, there's no right. nuance. That's always the problem. Yeah, I mean, right? that's yeah, that's it. There's not the there's not the nuance there. Um, but yeah, you well, there's, never there's just a little way. dehumanization is what there is, and um, that's the pro- that's the biggest problem. Yeah, I mean, they're the Dothraki. You know, like they're you know. One and you know there are there is no individuality yet in the, that we're you know given to any of these any I of mean, these you know if we're going to name it too I mean the whole thing is it was supposed to be based off um like a, based off like Lakota Dakota Plains nations of the Americas and Mongolians mm-hmm. yeah um and then we get to you know bef- right before that is when we see the first um, death in the wedding and we get Jorah's uh, and we get Jorah's classic, or maybe it's um, Illyrio who says, you know, a Dothraki, a Dothraki wedding without at least three deaths is deemed a dull affair. Her wedding must have been especially blessed before the day was over a dozen men had died. Which, I mean, given that you have 100,000 people drinking, like, super <laughs> the ratio probably isn't that bad, honestly. Like, I mean, like, you'd probably lose that many on the roads regardless, so yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> meh, again, like... Let's let's examine this wedding in in comparison to like the purple wedding, the red wedding, or um, you know, oh, no, I think Peter's wedding. Or I think the body Peter. count fallout is way lower here than well, yeah. any other wedding. In the other perspectives, like the red wedding, the food and the music sucked. So that was like a terrible wedding on all accounts. <laughs> the purple wedding, like the entertainment, was kind of gross, frankly. Um, the food, that whole pigeon pie sounds repulsive to me. <laughs> but, you know, the wine seemed like it was pretty good. Joffrey dying, you know, like that might, you know, the purple wedding, the scheme is not that bad. But, you know, this seems like maybe more fun. 
Yeah, well, this wedding is also an orgy, so it wins by default. <laughs> There's that. I mean, if that's your jam. <laughs> no. It's sort of like like the first wedding that um, the first wedding that your college friends have, and it's just like, oh, it's like there's a whole lot of hookups going on. It's really it's a it's a good time. It's one of those weddings. Um, do you guys have any particular family traditions in in weddings that happen? Kind of like the uh, Dothraki uh, killings. <laughs> not not quite the killings. Um, I did marry a Chilean, and they pull like symbols out of a cake. <laughs> not really comparable. That's all awesome. symbols, like <laughs> the instrument, or like symbol, like symbolism symbols. So, symbolism symbols, so like these little charms, Ooh, and then you, you, you have them. them. And you invite all the single ladies to come out, and they're supposed to pull a ribbon out of the cake, and then whatever the charm is, is like, uh, it could be a baby bottle, so that one's pretty self-evident. Could be a money symbol. Yeah, then that was new to me. That's really cool. I've never heard that yet. That's cool. That was me being a better, like, not-so-groomzilla, like, Drogo. (laughs) (laughs) Allowing for my mate's customs to be incorporated into the wedding. (laughs) Anyone else have anyone, any they want to share? With the audience, uh, no, we're real. We're really vanilla. I don't know. <laughs> we just do that thing where somehow they somehow they form a giant circle and everyone has to do like a stupid dance across the circle. Oh, <laughs> it's adorable. And you know, I love that more people have incorporated the thing where they bring out food at like midnight or ten or eleven. Though, like oh, that's yeah. like. That's Great sandwiches to sober you up. Right. Like sober, like drunk food. Yeah, that's the best. Um, So as dusk starts to, as it's almost dusk, um, the gifts come. And again, like, can you imagine being at a wedding where like you have to sit through thousands of gifts? Like, come on, have the Dothraki not discovered like the brunch after? Just leave leave it on the like, table or the label. Right. Like, this is bullshit. That would take for um, fucking ever. That was probably like half the day. <laughs> literally, because I mean, it just talks, you know, like, so it just goes on and on. But, the you know, the significant gifts we learn about. So Danny gets um, three slaves from Viserys and two Dothraki girls, Eerie and Jiki. And Eerie's um, really well known for her horsemanship and Jiki is um, going to help Danny learn Dothraki. And then he also gets Doria. Who, she also gets Doria. Who's a Lysini girl that um, this is disgusting, but basically she's going to teach Danny how to have sex and Viserys and Illyrio both comment on how good she is, which just made me want to vomit for, for Doria. Um, Jorah gives her some a books of history of Westeros, which she, you know, is very touched by. Cause I think, again, it's like the only thing that's really part of her culture at this wedding was that, um, Illyrio gives her very significantly three dragon eggs. Um, and we learn there's a deep green with burnished bronze egg and a pale cream with gold egg. And then a black as black as black, mid, black as the midnight sea egg. Um, and, I wonder what would become of them. Um, She gets the traditional bride's gifts from Drogo's blood riders, which she is obliged to say she doesn't want, and then Drogo can have. So, again, Groomzilla. Um, I know there was a comment on, I think, the subreddit about one of her other special gifts a lot. Do you have that? Yeah. um, So this is from No More Mr. Bond. 
Bondi from the subreddit. Uh, Daenerys, the wedding night is so gross to me, but nothing in the whole of A Song of Ice and Fire turned my stomach as much as the idea of a fermented mare's milk. Oh, that was something else. <laughs> I mean, fair. But there was another one. Oh, and edit. Hang on. I forgot the mouse dress. Ew. <laughs> so, so yeah, one of the gifts she gets is a gown made from the skin of a thousand mice. And um, oh. just want to say, uh, future wedding guests, this is why you only buy stuff off the registry. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like it would be... registry for some handmade quilt. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. It probably would be super soft. <laughs> I'm sure it would be, but I mean, and it'd be patchwork, which I do, you know, like, I kind of like patchwork. It might be some interesting design. You it's can make fine if you don't know what it's made out of. <laughs> That's it. That's it right there. <laughs> I mean, why is it okay to use, like, the skin of other animals, but not the mice? Just saying. <laughs> well, I think it's, yeah, you know. I guess, you know, I was thinking in my head it was the fur of the mice, so it was like a patchwork fur jacket oh. of, of mice, but it's the skin. That's I imagine, like, all oh. these little tans <laughs> mice yeah. like ice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it took Oh, God, with the little tails hanging like tassels. <laughs> oh. oh, gross. No, you have to cut that off. I hate it now. Spaghetti straps. Spaghetti straps. <laughs> or the lacing down they the bottom. Rat tails for the straps. Oh, so um, so I have the illustrated copy of Game of Thrones, which is beautiful, and I highly recommend it. And the picture they have um, with one of the pictures they have with this chapter is this really pretty color picture of of Danny and Drogo as Danny is admiring one of the dragon eggs. And I just have to say, like, as the artist illustrating this book. How did you not do an illustration of the mouse dress? Come on. I mean, clearly, as we've illustrated, your imagination can just run wild. Right. Like, that would have been um, really, really fun. So, you know, Danny notes that the gifts are piling up. Um, it's more than she could possibly imagine or that she could ever want or use. So, I mean, yeah, this had to take a ton of time. Um, but finally... It's time for Drogo to bring her his bride gift, her bride gift from him, and um, there's like this hush. So you know, like we know it's going to be good, and he brings forth this horse, and it's a young filly. She's gray as the winter sea with a mane like silver smoke, and um, you know, Illyrio, we find out Illyrio tells her that she's silver for the silver of your hair. And um, the custom says the Khaleesi of the Kalazar must ride a mount worthy of her place and that this is a really special horse. And, you know, Danny's kind of thinks, you know, she doesn't know a lot about horses, but she knows just enough to know that this is true. Like, this is truly like a really, really nice horse. And so at this point, she has to ride for a little bit and she's worried because she, you know, she's not a real great rider. But um, I'm going to read a little bit of a little passage. Uh Nervously, Danny gathered the reins in her hands and slid her feet into the short stirrups. She was only a fair rider. She had spent far more time traveling by ship and wagon and, and palanquin. I don't know how to say that word. Than by horseback. So I won't even try. Thank you. Uh, praying that she would not fall off and disgrace herself, she gave the filly the lightest and most timid touch with her knees. And for the first time in hours, she forgot to be afraid. Or perhaps it was for the first time ever. 
The silver grave filly moved with a smooth and silken gait, and the crowd parted for her, every eye upon them. Danny found herself moving faster than she had intended, yet somehow it was exciting rather than terrifying. The horse broke into a trot, and she smiled. Dothraki scrambled to clear a path. The slightest pressure with her legs, the lightest touch on the reins, and the filly responded. She sent it into a gallop, and now the Dothraki were hooting and laughing and shouting at her as they jumped out of her way. As she turned to ride back, a fire pit loomed ahead directly in her path. They were hemmed in on either side with no room to stop. A daring she had never known filled, the, filled Daenerys then, and she gave the filly her head. The silver horse leapt the flames as if she had wings. When she pulled up before Magister Illyrio, she said, Tell Khal Drogo that he has given me the wind. The fat Pantashi stroked his yellow beard as he repeated her words in Dothraki, and Danny saw her new husband smile for the first time. Um, I, you know, I was a horse girl. <laughs> really? So, Couldn't tell. I know. So. <laughs> you, like, lit up. <laughs> so I love that. I, I love that passage. And I, you know, obviously there's the symbolism of, of her eventually riding a dragon, but then also just, like, as awful as these next few chapters are for Danny, um, this is like the beginning of, of, of her becoming, you know, who she's going to become. Well, and we see her as an adrenaline junkie for the first time. <laughs> That's yeah. Good point. And also, you know, just, you kind of see the first bit of, you know, Drogo seeing her beyond like, Oh, she's this beautiful girl. Like, no, you know, she's kind of, kind of awesome too. So, um, so now we get to the girls part. So um so they prepare to leave and Viserys of course has to come right up to Danny and you know tell her if she doesn't please him uh she'll see the dragon wake as it has never woken before. So that was you know nice of him to reassure his terrified sister but you know he's so fucking gross this guy. <laughs> yeah. The and then there's um you know, the fear came back to her then with her brother's words. She felt like a child once more, only 13 and all alone, not ready for what was about to happen to her. Which, yes, she is a child, oh, 13 and all alone, and not ready for what's about to happen to her. Um, she's she's whispering to herself, I'm the blood of the dragon. I am the bl- blood of the dragon as they ride. Um, and you can just feel her. You know, she, you feel her incredible fear here. And... Cal Drogo lifts her down from her horse and she like that's when she loses it. She just starts to cry. Like she can't be brave anymore. Um and you know, as problematic as the rest of this chapter is, um, you know, Cal Drogo is pretty kind at this point. Um he's rubbing her tears away, and you know, we find out the only word he can say is no, and it doesn't seem like he necessarily knows exactly what, what that means. Um and you know he's as he he make he has her um undo his hair and he takes out like this seems like really quite a long time like he takes out all of his bells and you know he's got a bell for every battle that he's won so i mean it must be like another thing that realistically this would take a long time and you know if i'm danny i'm like well maybe he'll fall asleep if i just go slow <laughs> some, some more milk <laughs> yeah i mean cuz it you know, she has to take out all of the bells, then they undo his braids. It's like this, you know, quite long process um, before he he starts to undress her. And, um, again, he he's pretty, he's gentle enough with her that, um, you know, eventually 
she basically tells him yes and and they do it um you know again this is like to me this is such a product of like 90s romance literature um i don't know i don't know how else to put it like i feel like i've read i've read passages like this in you know frothy historical romances time and time again and maybe it, it doesn't quite have the impact or i don't feel as terrible about oh, it yeah it's kind of like when like, you're our age you're almost immune to this sort of junk because yeah. it was so ubiquitous and yeah and it's, it's just, not it's just romance cheesy. genre stuff too yeah it's super cheesy um and it you know, the really, the weird thing is, like, in the next couple chapters where, you know, she's obviously being abused enough that she wants to, like, she literally wants to kill herself. So, the fact that they had this, like, nice wedding night doesn't, like, it's so, it, like, doesn't even make sense. Hmm. Like, this well, one thing, the show almost had it make more sense in a way. Yeah. Which, if I recall, wasn't it, wasn't it Momoa who made it that way? Wasn't Did it he? Momoa? Yeah, because they were going to play it the way that it is in the books. Write the show. It seems like Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe somebody can write it if I'm wrong. But as I recall, it was Momoa who was right. Like, this doesn't feel right. Like, if she's this little kid and can't, you know, consent to this, then why are we pretending that it's something it isn't? And mm-hmm. so he kind of insisted that it, it be played yeah. a different way, which I think is correct. I mean, that's, you know because you know television is a visual medium and they couldn't have a conversation well and television was happening like 21 years after you know or, you know 20 yeah. years after you wrote it and our percept not our perceptions but you know like we're kind of over this like seduction bullshit mm-hmm. um well and just the age difference yeah. and and uh, any concept of of consent i mean the danny at 13 by yeah. any modern metric is incapable of consent in this situation for a thousand reasons, including that she never actually consents to the wedding, but she's far too young to consent to anything. It's, you know, here's the deal. Like, I don't care about historical anything. This is fucking fantasy. And he didn't fucking need to do this. He did not. At the least, he didn't need her to be 13. Has George ever commented on this? I'm sure he, over as the years go by, he must get more and more flack about this. He will vaguely say, you know, well, this is historical. Because, yes, you can find historical marriages in medieval, you know, periods where, you know, people were this well, young. Well, I mean, but- everyone points to Margaret Beaufort, but that's like one example in all of, like, British history, like one well, time. Basically. There are a few. There are. I shouldn't say a few. It happened, but as everybody said, yeah. generally it wasn't they weren't the regular. Normally they weren't consummated this young. It, yeah. it did occasionally happen, but as everybody else also says, this it's not like this was the norm. This is not, you know, how how regular people peasants. This you know, oftentimes peasants were close to twenty or in their twenties before they married. I mean, this is this is not this was not the norm. And I mean and, even. You know, four books in or three books in, he realized like, oh shit, I should have made all of the characters older. I totally screwed yeah. myself. Um, yeah, so it's, like, I think, it's so weird how young he made all of them. It was such a huge mistake. Oh yeah, I think he, I think he probably would do it differently now. I don't know if he's able to admit full on that it was a mm-hmm. mistake, but I'll tell you what, I'm sick of having to reread it. I'm. <laughs> 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 it gets harder every time. It's just, I mean. Again, it's such a relic of it's such a relic of its time and and it's gross. Yeah, I mean, it's like 
it's it's weird because like her fear is written as you know her fear is really real and realistic and then like the actual like scene is so like unrealistic and silly i mean it's silly whereas everything you know everything unrealistic yeah Yeah. and all of her feelings before that are like really you know like really realistic and and he you know he does he plants the seeds for like why this could you know maybe why this could work between them you know i don't know i don't know how do you guys feel about this whole like danny has stockholm syndrome like i've I don't know. Like I've always felt like no, I think like they genuinely came to really care about each other because they, you know, eventually they do respect each other and stuff. Um I don't I don't think that a concept of Stockholm syndrome would mean that her feelings for him wouldn't be real. Um I do think the human mind does that though because you're in a situation that you have no control over and so what can you control how you feel and how you react, you know? Yeah. No, that's a good point. So, like if I'm I'm thinking of it from his perspective. Like, I, I guess I'm thinking of it from, oh yeah, I can totally get why Drogo would fall in love with her. But to be fair, I'm like, well, you know, you know, why would she fall I mean, in love with Drogo? Like, maybe he <laughs> bent a little bit, but that's really it. I don't know why. I don't know why either of them falls for. There's, there, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I know people ship this. I never felt anything really. Oh, I can totally see. Like, why wouldn't he fall in love with her? Like, you know, she's really. She's like this. She's five. Well, right. <laughs> besides, besides that, like she's pretty fearless, and you know, pretty fearless, and um, you know, really like strong and like kind of awesome. Yeah, but how's that different than any Dothraki woman that he would have known? He probably never had to really get to know them, I guess. What? I, 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 I mean, like, I, I get what we're supposed to buy into here, but you know, and I know that this is always what people talk about. Like, oh, like Danny's. You know, Danny goes and eats the heart and all, you know, she just really throws herself into it. I'm like, well, all she really does is just act like a Dothraki woman. Like, this is all the women that Drogo knows. So, like, I don't know why that would make her stand out to him, I guess. Yeah, what is Drogo getting out of this arrangement? Uh, This is the question Mm. that you literally can't ask because it doesn't hold up very well. (laughs) Like, there's a lot about this. Uh, This is this is one of yeah, there's this is one of George's taken a lot of risks building he, areas. Yeah, what, what well, I mean the well, gross yeah. thing. I mean, there, you know, the yeah. gross thing is that this beautiful white woman is worth, you know, I is yes, yeah. right. Like that's the underlying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, he's gonna trade an army to for, fuck for the blonde, blonde chick. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. come on, yeah. really? No. And but there are there are a lot of other like things that don't really hold up or make any sense about why Drogo would marry her quote unquote i mean i can see why he might want to sleep with her but and i mean if uh, you think about it if they have that much of you know talk about oh the few people that were there with her he could have just not even married her and just stole her and took her and say okay you're one of my harem like like, this is where it all falls apart just like they have power they don't really have harems do they well i mean or his 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 chick on the side or whatever you know not free they have free love basically they have slaves They have slaves. And they yeah, have free love. The like they just fuck but... whatever if they feel like I mean, it. Right, they, but I mean, have there's any... obviously a higher status of a Khaleesi, and there's not, like, multiple Khaleesis in but the, even, in the yeah, but, but, I mean, why Somebody would he need to marry about her? How just, just, like, if you look at the way that this that he has Dothraki society work, yeah. it's, it's a mass of contradictions. Right. Like, if you have a wedding where men can just go up and grab women and just start, yeah. you know, raping them, essentially, in front of everybody... 
Um, you know, if that's part of the culture. And then at the same time, a, a Khaleesi is a big enough deal that you have to like take her across a continent and to present her to this panel of people. That well, actually doesn't make women, sense. Actually, how do both of those views of women coexist in a society? And I, I don't know that they could. It's like <laughs> so you took this these jumble are the where of- this just doesn't hold up. Yeah, it's like he slapped a jumble together of what the, built the society mm. out of like, oh, this is like, racist. Thing, I think it's, yeah. 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 yeah, see, I didn't see that part is like the women were like unwilling, uh, unless I misread it. Yeah, I didn't really it. see that they were unwilling, frankly, either. I but think I think you can tell like, they expect it, but like, uh, I thought it was unwilling because he just there grabbed a random woman. I thought it was unwilling because well, they said how it's written. killed her. The woman is dancing, the woman's dancing, and the man comes up, throws her down, and mounts her. Now that doesn't. Mm. Not only is that skipping foreplay, that's skipping anything. But just you know, just right. 100%. I see you straight to penetration. I, I don't. Mm. You know, even if you're expecting it, I don't know how else you could turn. They pre-planned like that. all of it, Chicky. Come on. Because uh, <laughs> didn't the show make it seem like more like they were dancing with each other or something? Like the show portrayed it as more like. Did they or no? I can't remember. Yeah, I thought the they were like show, kind of dancing. The, the show was made like, it seem like it was more just yeah, yeah like couples. What happened, like oh yeah, yeah we're, we're already definitely more on. like this is just an orgy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He really he doesn't you know oddly it'll be interesting when, when if we ever got wins mm. because I know he's promised a lot more about the Dothraki and it'd be interesting to see if with the passage of time he puts more effort into actually. You know, it'd be wonderful if he does do this. I would love to see more about the Dothraki if he actually worked with somebody who actually knows a little bit about their history, customs, and culture. You know, like he's delved into English history to write the things that he's written about. That would be amazing. It's so funny that you say this because I was just thinking, I get a newsletter from my university and um, my nephew is, is in a Scandinavian studies program and they mentioned that the people behind Frozen 2 actually talked and met with Sammy. the department head to talk about the Sami culture and learn more about that so that the aspects that they had of the Sami culture in Frozen were, um, you know, like accurate, essentially. They actually talked to a couple people about it because they were considered, like, some of the top experts in Sami culture. So, you know, maybe George is, you know, maybe he has done some things like that, like, he should, frankly. I you mean, know I, what this means, they, too? I had a revelation, a revelation after watching that. And then, like, spoiler alert for Frozen 2, everybody. <laughs> that means you have like, your first uh, indigenous princess, Disney princess. Oh, that's cool. Wasn't Pocahontas a Disney princess? No, don't, we don't have don't get princesses. Her, don't, get her don't get me started. started. <laughs> okay. Pocahontas, who, by the way, was a 13-year-old girl. Oh, just God, saying. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, they Yeah, they messed that up. Oh. But yeah, if Disney can be putting that much effort into, you know, a cartoon, you know, George, who's had like 80 million years to write the next book, can can do it with the Dothraki. I and I think, think even beyond like just I, I don't know how I can read that stuff because this was really hard to read this chapter because I, I just don't. It just takes away because all it takes me out of it because I'm like, ooh, ooh, you know, constantly. So it's going to be yeah. really hard, not just disappointing, yeah. but it'll be actually hard to read and not. I'll probably want to skip it if it is just this garbage. Because I mean, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's, we don't need that. It's hard to read all of the Danny yeah. chapters now because yeah. you have like this, like very, you have like the racist, this racist portrayal of the Dothraki. You have like this super problematic. Prob- 
problematic concept of consent from the 90s and then you have the show which made you know Daenerys into a fucking horrible mass murderer so like any way that you could get behind her is sort of tainted by what you you know what you saw the show do do to the character so it just really feels like you know it's not like you don't even you may not even want to root for her which was like the one saving grace that the chapters would have had otherwise is that you know like again like you know, thinking well, about us John and I know, but you know, I did, <laughs> I yeah. do. And as much as, you know, like book John is such a refreshing revelation. I mean, frankly, book Danny at this point, especially like in the game of Thrones is like, you know, a really great character. And we, you know, we lose that for a lot of reasons I mean, here. Yeah. And he has like, that's the really cool thing. He has a tremendous opportunity to address that. And I hope he does. And, you know, there's a lot yeah. of media that doesn't. Like I saw a recent conversation among friends that were like, you know, it was like Facebook or something, but they were like, well, you know, I watched Seinfeld recently and this was pinging us off. And then we watched Frasier recently. We were like, oh, like there's so much misogyny. <laughs> I loved it. I remember loving it and Niles and all those, but I was like, they treat Daphne. It's fat, you know, fat phobic. It's horrible. I mean, oh, Friends, same thing. God, I've been watching Friends oh, like the past week or two. It's all so bad. Yes. Like, yeah. It's horrible. So bad. And, and that's the thing. It's like, do we drag this stuff into, the- I really don't have interest in watching that stuff again and it's like i mean i hope same yeah i hope he has an opportunity to do something i mean he does i mean that is a really good point like how many right how many people don't how many people have to like apologize you know how many people you know apologize for for that and he's taken so long (laughs) like (laughs) maybe this is like his plan all along um any other comments or questions on this chapter i do want to just say uh, Chicky, Chicky, upon further um, reflection of the dancing and um, whatnot happening here, I would change my stance and agree that it was rape. So Yeah, it's definitely rape. <laughs> just, just want to get that out there because, like, looking, examining it a little more closely, and by closely I mean for, like, five <laughs> seconds, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally wrong. So. I'm not, like, holding steadfast in my I just, <laughs> perception. I... I was going with the orgy stuff, but you know, I feel like that was happening like elsewhere. I mean, that's clearly this is part of their culture that they would expect to be doing this at a wedding. I'm not saying that, you know, I just, it's just, well, I mean, it's a mess. It's a mess. It doesn't fucking hold up because you can look at it from one lens and you can look at it from another lens and it's just a mess. He just did not think this through very well. He didn't treat the people like human beings fully formed with their own, thoughts and values and things and that's that's really the problem that that is know, it's so creepy it's like it. everything it's like else springs from he's that. viewing it as like oh you're at a concert and you go near the mosh pit so you deserve to get kicked in the head kind of thing you know what i mean that's kind of like what i mean isn't that you're standing up close to the thing so you must deserve to have someone you know oh god i mean in a mosh pit yeah like no sympathies there right. i mean come on um <laughs> <laughs> I'll continually be problematic. Oh god! Oh, this is my first Danny chapter. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. <laughs> still, five still years on, in, guys. It's like Tyrion chapters. We're gonna go further, further, and be like, ew, ew. <laughs> oh, 
It's still the best wedding in the Song of Ice and Fire, though. I mean, like, you know, (laughs) all of this has still not changed my mind that this is the wedding that we'd all most want to be at, other than for how long it takes. But again, if you're like way back, you're the mosh pit. (laughs) You don't even know what's going on. Like, you're not worrying about, like, sitting through that horrible, like, gift giving thing. Like, grab your food and run to the back. Like, that's that's the thing. (laughs) You're off, like, passed out. Like, (laughs) passed out by, like, three. Best wedding ever. Um, anyway, <laughs> with that, I am... Oh, wait. I should probably tell you if you want to talk to us. I don't know why you would after this. Um, if you would like to scold me for my problematic viewpoints <laughs> or any of the other members, you can find us at closethedoorend at gmail.com, at Close the Door and come here on Tumblr, D- Door Podcast on Twitter, if you would like to support this podcast, you can find us on Patreon at Close the Door. And you can listen to Close the Door and come here on all your favorite places to listen to podcasts, Patreon, iTunes. Um, like and subscribe us. Like, subscribe, and review us on iTunes. That helps other people find us as well. And with that, I am closing the door. Get out.